It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me from the internet we have long-awaited guest Emily now uh, say hello Emily hi okay so so Emily we got okay we got questions I don't know if you've heard those episodes but I've been talking about you because Okay, so first qu- listeners, listeners, Emily uh, hit up the uh, voice and text message uh, number. That's 228-363-6737. Um, sent me a text message. She was working on a working on a school project. Emily is in, in high school and uh, planning on going to an early learning. Where, and then she said, you've been listening to the podcast for like a year and a half, you said? Okay, and so that generated questions for me. One, there is an adult content warning on this podcast. And what is a what is a teenager doing listening to adult content? That would be my parents. <laughs> your your parents forced you to listen to adult content? What, huh? No, there's just no like sheltering, I guess. Mm, okay. You've probably listened to music that has worse lyrics than you hear on than no no for a bit of broadway country okay oh 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 boy you could really fit in with the early learning nerd crowd um second thing are are all the cool high schoolers listening to early learning uh podcasts probably not (laughs) yeah i I wouldn't (laughs) consider myself on the cool side at all (laughs) well Emily, I consider you on the cool side because uh, all all the cool early learning people listen to this podcast. So, uh, so uh, uh, congratulations to that you, um, Emily, listeners. I, I would I would label Lem- Emily as our youngest willing listener because I know there there are a lot of there are a lot of parents out there that force that force their children to listen when they're like commuting and stuff. Back in the day, uh, young Juliet, hi, Juliet, Juliet in, uh, in the Kansas city area, her mom listened to the show enough that she named one of her toy horses, Jeff, which I was, I was very flattered by. Um, so there's that, there's that infancy up to the age of whatever where children are forced to listen to the show, but you, you started doing it voluntarily. So I really appreciate that. Um, Emily, we got to talk about, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I got a question for you because it came up. I was walking my dogs this morning. And uh, if you listen to enough of the show, you know, I, I, we talk about weird stuff beating the show sometimes. But um, so I'm walking the dogs and I thought, wouldn't it be cool? I came up with a, with an idea for improving dogs. What Do, do you have any, 
yeah. Do you have any feelings about, are you a dog person, a cat person? What are you, what are your um, pet I preferences? I probably put myself as a dog person. I have two cats and a dog though. So what kind of, what kind of dog? A uh, mutt mix. Oh, mutt mi what size of a mutt mix? I don't Big know, mutt, like mutt? probably like a lab size. Oh, that's a good, that's around. a good size dog. So does your, does your mutt mix, does your like to like to like sniff stuff? And lick stuff primarily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to get the dogs to the beach, and and once we get to the beach, I'll let them off their leash, and they can go sniff whatever they want. But on the walk to the beach, they got to stop and sniff everything. Look, I've complained about it on the show before, but my my thought is, what if they had nose tentacles that each one had a sniffer on it, and they were they were kind of retractable. They could like stretch out, and then they could sniff like eight or ten or twenty different places at the same time, and then we'd be able to 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 make more progress thoughts that is definitely a weird thought um thank you i don't know i feel like dogs already have a great sense of smell but it's all confined right there to that one nose and i, th I thought maybe evolution could could speed things up a little bit and 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 dogs could evolve this because uh what what do you know about uh star-nosed moles uh i didn't know they existed until okay so a star-nosed mole they've got they've got these little they've got uh, like 20 22 little tentacle things on either side of their nostrils so imagine on either side of your nose you had had 11 little tentacles and uh and they're they're basically motion center sensors um, in the moles, but it would be really easy. I think. I mean, look, evolution is a lot of good stuff to to evolve some some little sniffers on the end of those, um, and and then the dog would be able to sniff a whole bunch of of stuff. You, you taking any biology classes? Could you do some gene editing? What are you? No, nope. Environmental science is hard enough. I think mm -hmm. I'll stick to child development in college. Okay, so um, look, look, listeners, if you have any thoughts about star nose moles, uh, uh, dogs uh, with tentacles, let me know. Also, also, I would love a, a picture drawn by a, let's say, eight to 12 year old of a of a dog with a tentacle nose, because I younger than that, I'm not sure I would get a good illustration. I think that's the prime prime area for for a kid's drawing. I, I think so. That they're okay. usually pretty creative. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, so Emily, what what grade did we get on our paper? Well, it's been two months. And my teacher hasn't graded it yet. Mm -hmm. is, look, is that true, or are you just trying to br not break my heart that we got a, we failed? No. Um, most of my class had a really hard time with it, so uh -huh. she hasn't gotten to grading it yet. Oh, because it's, it's going to be too painful for her to grade it. I, I thought mine was great. Well, I, I'm sure it gave me, but you know, I, I'm sure. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got classmates. So, um, okay. Now let's get into this. Why, why are you, why are you plan on going into early learning? And I don't want to scare you away. I'm just really, really I, interested. Um, probably during COVID, um, I started watching my neighbors a lot and kind of just tried to keep up with their schooling. Okay, time out. You started watching your neighbors. Is that like through their windows with binoculars or is that? <laughs> like babysitting. Oh, okay. 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 Good. Good. Yes. What ages? So, um, at the time it was like two, six and eight. 
Okay, those are good ages. And so COVID's happening. Uh, you're in your little neighborhood bubble. You're watching the kids. Yep. And so what was that like? Yeah, it's a little stressful, but kind of fell in love with it, fell in love with the kids and just trying to keep them on track academically. And then I had an opportunity to apply for a spot in early childhood education through a CTE program. And I got in and it just, I fell in love with it. What's a CTE program? Career and tech ed. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. Um, and, and you felt, so you, you like, is it, what, 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 what do you dig about it? I don't know. Children just fascinate me. And I love the fact that you get to be a part of their life and start shaping their learning and everything. It just be a big part of their life, kind of introduce them to the world. Sure. Sure. And, th- and there's, there's, there's no office cubicle to sit in probably. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the type of person who can sit at a desk and just do that. So are you are you thinking about going into direct care or administrative stuff or um probably direct want to be a pre-K teacher, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, you know, 3 4 5 year olds or younger than that or what do you what are you thinking? Uh, primarily 4 and 5 public pre-K. Public pre-K 4 and 5 year olds. That sounds terrifying because look they you know look none of them can control their bowels and bladders yet they're always whining about stuff they're they're either hungry or tired or sleepy i mean you're 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 really setting yourself up for for years of suffering i i know this is year two in a public pre-k <laughs> so you've been I've, you've been doing you've been in pro so what's this what's your what's your class like you're like out there yeah. In with the kids, it's kind of an apprentice kind of thing almost or Yeah. For our first year, we spend one week in the pre-K room learning hands-on and then the following week we are in the classroom learning like the textbook sort of stuff. Then we alternate all year and then in our second year of the program, we go out on an internship in our community and we get to choose um the grade age um we had a girl go out and do a physical therapy internship for part of the year. Cool. So, and so what age are you, what age are you, are you hanging out with? Pre-K. Pre-K. And, and so what, what, what do, what, what's the program like? Um, the one I'm in this year is really amazing. Um, I love my mentor. She's great. It's just been a super great experience. So. What about last year? Last year was super fun because we had like 15 kids in our class. We split it in two. So we'd alternate every week. So there were like probably six or seven of us in the classroom with two teachers working with like 14, 15 kids. And it was really great just to ease into it a little bit. So, mm-hmm. so did you have to do all the background checks and, and first aid and all that kind of stuff before they put you in the, cl- in the room with kids or? Yeah, we had to do the first aid. We actually completed first aid and CPR like a month and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. So, so um, have you had to use CPR yet? No, thank no. God. <laughs> uh, what are, are look every, every time I had to do like a renewal or anything, I was like all ready for like oh oh a chance to do CPR, and I'm just constantly looking around, just hoping somebody would choke on something or. <laughs> or fall down or, or so I could, so I could run in and, and, and try to be a hero or something, but it never, it never happened. So. No. You know? Yeah. I, if someone were to fall 
down and be choking or something, I'd save them, but I don't look for that opportunity. You know, you're not going to seek it out. Um, are they still using, I haven't done CPR for a long time. Are they still using uh, those recessa Annie doll things or those, those little thing, you know, that you got to breathe into and those, they, yep. they, they like just no, they got like the head and no arms and no legs, like the head and torso yes. things. Mm-hmm. Very, very yep. creepy. Never we had to put them together. So the heads were in the bags and the bodies were in a different bag. <laughs> so we oh, were putting together bodies that, before that, we could do anything. That sounds, that sounds very gruesome. So what has been your favorite part of working with, with the kids so far? Has it been inside time, outside time? Um, I don't know. I love outside time and being able to run around with the kids, but I also am a sucker for center time and kind of just free play. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is my favorite part, watching children play and like the learning that can be done through it. It's my favorite part of it. So what is, are, are, are they paying you? God, no. No, class no. no but, is it, but do they get, do they get to count you in their ratios? No. Oh, Okay. Okay, because yeah, I want you know child I'm labor. Pretty, I'm pretty much worth nothing except like an extra set of hands. So, so your your mentor that you like, how long she he she she? I just guess that's pretty much ninety seven percent of the uh, the workforce in the U.S. So, um, how long she worked in the field? Oh God, I want a really long time. I can't remember the exact years, which is sad because she told me yesterday we went up to the state house for early childhood. Oh, you're becoming an activist too. It was a great experience. Like I really look forward to it and hopefully doing something down that road in the future. But so with what you're doing in the classroom and listen to this podcast, um, do things match up pretty much or are we getting things wrong here on the show or, or what's going on? No, a lot of the things match up on the show with my beliefs it just Mm -hmm. doesn't always get to happen that way because of like rules and regulations we have to follow so Mm, 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 mm. um is that true yeah Have, have you read the rules and regulations not all of them but like there's things you can't do in public school setting like tackle each other and rough and tumble play sure um but that's just because somebody decided um Mm -hmm. and it's probably somebody in that building and in in a lot of cases where i hear about this kind of thing it is there's there's not actually a state regulation um that that prohibits it it's it's adults bringing their own mindset to things and Mm -hmm. look I, if if I know anything about teenagers, it's that teenagers love advice from old people. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, I won't give you any. I was going to give you some advice, but I won't. I won't. I'll, I'll bite my tongue. Um, not going to make very good podcast if I bite my tongue though. Look, Emily, you got to you got to you got to push back on that stuff. You got to you got when they tell you you can't do things. Uh, oh, this is really hard too because you don't want to you don't want to get kicked out of your program and you want to get a failing grade, but you got to stand up in this profession. You also have to you have to walk this fine line between fitting in and standing up for what you believe. 
And I, there, there have been listeners to this show over the years who have been in the position you're going to find yourself in next year in college where they're hearing things from professors that aren't necessarily what they believe in or what they can, what they know to be true from what the, from the research they've done and, and things. And so, and, and it gets into this place where, where it, it, it can be scary to push back against that. So how are you going to navigate that? Um, from what I hear, it's pretty aligned with what I've been doing where I'm going to college, mm-hmm. at least for the first two years is pretty aligned with what I've done the past two years. And it's funny you mentioned that because I had, I toured one college and um, they offered me a spot. But when I toured it and started talking to the head of early childhood there, I was like, so what do you really focus on? And I started asking a lot of questions about play and just like child led learning. And they're like, no, we really focus on the science of reading. I was like, well, what age do you focus at that? They're like, oh, three. We start at three. <laughs> and that was like an automatic no for me. And I, I emailed the coach like the next day. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Good. Good for you. Um, and, and so, so, so there, there's, there's one rep of, of, uh, of standing up for that. And, and, and because, because if you come into this, this profession and you, you just, there are a lot of people working in this field that they feel like they are, they're the only one in the whole building they work in who believes in child-led learning and play. And it gets to be a real trudge. And that can be miserable if you're looking at it for a career. So you got to find some balance in there where, where you, you know really deep down what you believe and then you you study that up, but then you also find a program where your your coworkers and the administrators are in alignment with that, and that can be that can be a really really hard hard process because otherwise you burn out in two or three years and go become a professional softball player. Also, is that a keyboard? Is that a keyboard on the back of the room? That is my sister's keyboard. Yes. Your sister's keyboard. Let's talk about that for a minute. What what does your sister play on the keyboard? Uh, music. <laughs> like, but what kind of music is this? Uh, is this uh, a couple of years ago? She kind of just bangs at it sometimes. Does she ever make noise on the keyboard just to annoy you? Yes. Good. Good. That sounds like a good sisterly sisterly. That's when uh, I get activity. on my drum. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Now, okay. So you're a, a what? You drummer? What kind? What? What is this like? Is this like a bass drum? You're just walking around the house with a bass drum, or what do you? I, I wish. Of... No, I just have a single snare drum in my room. I'll bang. That's nice. Are you a drummer, or do you just have a snare drum for some re- weird reason? Um, no, I went through um some very high interest in drumming, so mm-hmm. snare drumming on the side. You know, after the ukulele phase. Oh, tell me more about that. Were you playing polka? Were you, oh, no, that's not a ukulele. That's a, that's an accordion. <laughs> I um, did try, but it did not end well. 
Yeah. Um, uh, so ukulele. Okay. So tell me about that because I've been thinking since we moved to the beach, I've been thinking I should get a, uh, a ukulele and learn how to play it so I can, I can serenade my wife when we go on beach picnics. But also I thought that might be really, really annoying. And I get sand in my ukulele and. Yeah, maybe the beach isn't the best spot for it, but it's from what I've found pretty easy to pick up. Like you can find sheet music where it just tells you the chords that you play instead of having to read the eighth and 16th notes. Oh, that sounds way too complicated for me. I, maybe I'll just put it, I'll find a Spotify playlist that might be more romantic. Um, so are you, the, the program you're going to, is it a four-year program, two-year program? What's it? Two-year two year program. Two um, you're, so, I mean, but the, the one you're going to head off to though. Oh, two-year community college. Okay, great. And then are you going to, are you planning on staying in your, in your same community? Or are you planning on, on headed out someplace or you got, you got no, a job I, lined up already or? I wish. No, um, I'll probably stay in the state I'm in. So. And. I've grown to like it. Well, good. Good. <laughs> it was good born to. here. But well, that's good to nice. good to like where you are. Um, so what else what else should listeners know about about Emily? We got a snare drum, you went through a drum phase, you went through an uh, uh, not an accordion, a ukulele phase. Um, on the softball team, what position do you play? I'm a catcher. You're a catcher. Um, isn't that scary? No, it was for about like a week this year after I came back from having my jaw wired shut from catching. Oh, um, how, 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 how did that happen? I had my mask on and my coach was just hitting balls at me, hit me straight on and dislocated my jaw pretty bad. They had to wire it shut? Yep. For how long? About a month. How, how do they wire a jaw shut? Um, Thing, I'm, I told them they're not allowed to do anything like in the front to like sure. I didn't want to scare the kids. So I did it. They did it like in my like four teeth on each side in the back. And I just couldn't open my mouth. And the worst part is I couldn't even fit food through it. How? But they, they just, what are they lacing wire between your teeth or? Mm-hmm. Ugh, like, this might be the most. Dis- yeah. This might be the most disturbing thing that's ever ever been mentioned on this podcast. How how Not did the you? Tentacles. No, the dog tentacles. That's cool. That's totally going to happen. But this is like human torture. Um, but how did you? How do you survive? How did you? I mean, how do you eat? You don't. You drink everything. I lived off milkshakes for like a month. Oh, that doesn't sound sound too bad. Uh, what kind of? What's your favorite kind of milkshake? Well, I'm very plain, so I alternated between vanilla and chocolate. Okay, good, good. Because if it was strawberry, I'd, I'd end the Zoom call right now. Strawberry, look, listeners, um, you can drink strawberry milkshakes if you want to, but please don't listen to this podcast while you're doing it. I, I forbid it. Um, so you can't eat, you can't talk. How do you communicate? Y- your mouth is just shut. I became very good at ventriloquism. Oh, okay. There's an upside. Um, did the coach feel bad? Yeah, I texted him like a week after to let him know because I finished the lesson. I was like, oh, I, I kind of feel off. I went to practice that night, not too much long. Woke up the next day, like, like, hey, you broke my jaw. Um, and and then but then you went back to catching. Yeah. Okay. So 
All right. So if you can, if you can get hit in the face mask with a baseball bat and live with your jaw wired shut for a month, you can handle early learning. You're, you're up for it. Pretty much. Yeah. What is the, what is the grossest thing that has happened either when you were, when you were, when you were babysitting the neighbor kids or, or, or doing your class time with the, the kids in your program, grossest thing that's happened? I don't know. I'm not really grossed out by much. Okay. That, I mean, I that's... mean, maybe glitter. Glitter grosses me out. Not a glitter fan. Well, that's... No. Yeah. It gets everywhere. It just, no. That's, that's, th- 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 then you have a case of glurpees. Glurpees is uh, that condition where, where glitter is everywhere. Um, Look, I had a kid, I, I told the story on the podcast before, but I, I had a kid poop on his hand in front of me. Um, you, you'd be totally, you're, you're down with, with that happening? I've seen that happen, not on his hand, but on his well, foot. On his own foot? Yep. How? Okay. <laughs> I mean. I don't know how it happens. Like it would have been, had to be on the, like the back of his foot? Yeah, I kind of got everywhere by the end of okay, it. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So you got a strong stomach. Um, how do you deal with uh, how, how, okay. So in early learning, in most, a lot of, I don't want to generalize too much, a lot of programs, um, there, there are employees who are, are basically warm bodies. They, uh, they fill out the ratios and they just, and so you end up doing their work for them or covering their shifts when they don't show up. How are you going to, how are you going to deal with that? Um, it's frustrating, but I guess you get over it, find a way to move on. Like, you can only control you. So. Oh wow, you're 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 kind of Yoda-ish for uh, for for being a young human. Um, what about what about self care? What do you besides softball? What do you do to 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 relax? Um, um I do spin classes. Um, I do a bit of um yoga just on the side. Um, listen to this podcast. <laughs> Pretty much that. Whenever I have you're, time, softball takes up a big chunk when I'm not in school. So you're the coolest teenager I know, Emily. Um, before we before we wrap this up, I gotta I gotta know um, what what three things should I try to do with the show? Because we're this is like episode nine hundred and seventy six. We're coming up on, on on getting close to episode a thousand. What should I do to try it to to try to draw in that younger crowd, that younger cool crowd like uh like you and and the other um soon to be early learning nerds that's a good question i don't know because a lot of it is i just don't see a lot of people doing things other than classwork sure and like doing what they need to get through so i haven't found anyone relatively around my age pretty much under the age of 25 um mm-hmm. who does a lot of like podcast listening or anything so really the young the young people aren't hep to the podcasts no they're too too busy tiktoking or what are they doing pretty much doing, maybe doing... start a tiktok that's what you ought to do oh no i abandoned the social media i abandoned i had like two hundred and fifty thousand followers on facebook and then boom just left um 
Um, what, what, okay. So, so there's the, there's the right amount of dog poop talk. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I would not, not less of that more, maybe shorter episodes, maybe TikTok length episodes. Maybe the episodes should only be two minutes long, 30 second episodes no. or something. No. Nope. Okay. No, nope. that can't get me on my drive from here to where I need to go. Okay. Um, so Emily, when do you head up? When does, when does the college start? Um, mid end August. Okay. So, so you, you take the summer. Oh, oh, what, Oh, what about it's almost graduation time, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, so June. So, okay. So what are the plans? What what, cap and gown? Are they ordered yet? I don't know. I hope so. (laughs) That sounds awful. I really don't know if it makes you feel better. Um, I cooked dino chicken nuggets, frozen pizza, and that's about it. I tried making mac and cheese one time and failed. But what's that got to do with the gown? Oh, I just don't know things. Oh, you just don't know things. <laughs> um, do you know what color your school colors are? Blue and white. Blue and white. So that's probably the gowns are going to be blue or white? Yep. I think okay. they're blue. Okay. Um, look, um, I'm totally in for not knowing that kind of stuff. I skipped graduation. Um, didn't go at all. Um, in, invited my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time. Invited my wife to prom. She she got her dress, got everything all ready and everything. And then I decided I wasn't going to go to that. Um, went, we went bowling instead. So I'm I'm all I'm all for for not knowing all that kind of stuff. You're gonna you're gonna go to the you're gonna go to the dance. You're gonna go to the party. You're gonna you. Um. Yeah, I actually went to a seamstress for my prom dress today. This will be my first high school dance. So oh, really. Yeah, I'm getting pushed into it by a friend. So, is that good or bad? I don't know. Um, I need to learn how to walk in heels. So, uh-huh. well, I mean, from my experience, it just takes a little bit of practice. From, I mean, my own <laughs> personal experience. Um, um, well, you don't have to learn to walk in heels. You can. I mean, you can go in flats, can't you? Uh, but my wife Tasha just yelled, "You can go in tennis shoes if you want to." That's what I wanted to do, but my mom said no. Oh, you got to kind of listen to the mom, I guess. Um, although you could, you could, as soon as you're out the door, I mean, mom can take pictures with you in the heels and, and then you can, you can switch things out. Yep, I'm just going to bring a purse with shoes in it. Sure. Sure. That sounds good. Um, so Emily, we're going to need, we're going to need pictures of you going to prom so we can, uh, we can share that in a future episode. Um, but after you, you, you know, you go to prom, you get the diploma, you take some time off for the summer. And when school starts, um, how about you come back on the show like, uh, every other month or something. And oh, you, yeah. you talk to us about what's going on in, in class, what they're teaching you. And, uh, and you can kind of be a, be a early learning uh, training, uh, spot. That sounds great. (laughs) And and then, and then, um, we can put, I mean, look, if you got an assignment, that's, uh, that's, that's being troublesome, we can put a call out to, uh, to listeners to get some feedback on, on those assignments. I mean, I I mean, there, there are, there are actually dozens of listeners to the show. So, I mean, we could probably get, uh, get, get, get that kind of stuff. And then, and then if they're, they're, they're all about lesson plans and they're all about learning to read when you're three and all that bullshit. Ooh, I shouldn't talk, shouldn't swear with uh, children on the show, but, uh, listeners, uh, you know, that's, that's what 
we do here, um, then we can talk about it. But oh, that we, but but you might have to, you might have to come up with a code name to uh, protect your identity. So that but we can work that. We should probably talk about that off the air. But uh, but if you think that'd be fun, that'd be something. That'd be a that'd be a great thing to have a have somebody on the inside. Oh yes, I know. I before this before I got on the call, I'm busy trying to lesson plan for next week because we're on like week six of the same unit and we're just stretching it out until break. Ooh, so we don't have to start a new unit. What, what's the, what's the, what, what are we, what are we doing? Reflections and shadows. Reflections and shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, what if, what if the preschoolers don't care about reflections or shadows? Then I tell them to grab whatever book they want and I read it to them. Okay, that sounds good. And then good. I come up with other ideas. Have Have you have you have you asked your instru- This is some somebody gave you this assignment, or is this what they're doing at the program? Oh, uh, what they're doing at the program. Oh, okay. Um, have you have you have you read Peter Gray yet? No. Oh, Emily, I'm gonna have to come up with a summer reading list for you. Oh, that would be amazing. I have such a long list going right now. And oh. I have, um, it's okay to climb up the slide mm-hmm. on the way of being delivered. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I can, I can hook you up with, uh, with Heather's, uh, email address. If you have any questions for her. Awesome. Um, you need to, you need, you need to read, read, read free to free to free to learn by Peter Gray. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then you need to read it this weekend, um, so you can ask your ask your coworkers on Monday um, why why they aren't adhering to the the first condition of play and that and that learning and play and early learning should be should be self chosen and if nobody cares about shadows they shouldn't have to be spending any time on shadows. It's okay. I'm going back to bridge building something they were really interested in because I found these really cool popsicle sticks with oh. um like divots in them because we were having such a hard time with the glue just not sticking that you can connect together mm-hmm. yeah oh man I oh boy they they existed back in the 80s um and my grandma bought lots of them for me and I built a city um because I was that kind of nerd oh those things are great yeah you can build good stuff with those oh bridge making that sounds like a lot of fun it is um, they really grasp the concept of like stability mostly mm-hmm. because we throw things at towers sure sure cool um, so what is the biggest thing you're worried about when it comes to working in this profession? I think being able to meet the needs of like each child, just where there's such an increase in special education and like developmental delays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really about being able to, to tune in. But when you're when we have a classroom full of them, it's so hard to uh, because you have so many other other responsibilities. Tuning into the individual needs of of each little human can be really 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 challenging. Um, that's where that self care part comes in. You got to make sure you're bringing the best version of Emily into that classroom every day, and yep. uh, that can be a hard time. That's why you got to you got to get out and play that ukulele every morning or whatever it is that that helps you mellow out. Yeah. What color is the ukulele? Is it a colored one? Is it just a wood grain no, one? Just, What's it? It's just a wooden grain one. It's up under my bed. <laughs> oh, it's probably there's probably spiders living in it now. Um, uh, no. Oh, that'd no, be horrible. It's in its case. <laughs> spiders oh, are not good. getting in there. 
That's good. Have you have you brought the ukulele to the classroom yet? Yes, I did last the, year for our final. So, what do the kids think about it? They thought it was super cool. I kind of just let them take it and play with it. Sure. Do really whatever they wanted. And like, cool, you're interested in it. Have at it. We'll get the egg shakers too. <laughs> are we gonna hear? Are we gonna get our grade on our our policy paper before before, before the, before year the term? Yeah, before you get your diploma that would be the goal because it goes in our professional portfolio. So what's your teacher's name and phone number? <laughs> I don't know her phone number. Uh-huh. But you got her email address or something probably, huh? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, She's actually a fan of yours too. What? Yeah. She has a couple of your books that I've read. Oh, well, then she's great. She's probably just busy. I was going to, I was going to say we could call her and give her a hard time, but if she likes me, then, then we'll give her, give her a break. Um, Okay. I can't, I guess I can't talk shit about her if she, I I mean, I could, but that would make me a real jerk. Um, Anything else we should talk about before we wrap this up and you can, you can go to bed because it's way too late for you to be up. Well, I'm a teenager. It's only 1030. Oh, this is what I had to take a nap today. So I, I, I'd be able to, uh, to, uh, to stay up this late and, and talk. Uh, no, I, I did not get to take a nap today during nap time, nor do oh, I ever. Well, that's probably, that's probably, I mean, that's probably good when you're at work. I feel like that's the biggest flaw. The kids should sleep so we can sleep. That, well, I mean, there should be a staff nap time. I, I mean, if you're doing a, an eight hour shift, you should be able to, I mean, you should, there should be a, a staff any any hey listeners anybody out there building a new building uh you should put in a staff nap room you should totally do that yeah oh yeah oh that's a great idea emily a fire pole would be great yeah the staff could the staff just a little a little tower that the staff could go up there you know you got an espresso machine and and then and then if there's a, a a child emergency you can go down the go down the pole to to be back at work really quick i think that's a that's great. You should go into you should go into early learning building design. You should become an architect. My dream in the back of my head is to buy out an old fire station, have the uh-huh. doors open all the time, giant field, in and out, like rain or shine, whatever. And you could do ghost busting on the side. Probably. I didn't think of that. Bet I could yeah, make well, some money. Well, look, More look, Emily here. Well, well, yeah. See, that's my other question. What's your what's your part time job going to be so you can you can live? I'd say coaching, but that also doesn't pay well. Um, living off my parents. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, Emily, the early learning field is going to be very lucky to have you. I've enjoyed having you on the show. I really look if you had any fun at all, um, uh, text me and and I'd love to have you come back when when school starts and and get some regular updates from you. Um, I think that'd be fun. Um, anything else we should talk about before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I think we're pretty good. Okay, so what on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate my dog tentacles idea? Well, how big are the tentacles? Well, it would depend on the dog, but so both my dogs are about a hundred pounds each. So, um, and they would be retractable. Um, okay. Re- okay. They're retractable. Okay. Yeah, then but it's like I, eight out of 10. Yeah. So staying out there, I feel like there'd be some issues. It's like a dog yeah, walk. Yeah. Yeah. If they, yeah. So I, I, I see, I think they're totally retractable, but then, then they can go up to like, I, I'd say eight or 10 feet. 
um, when they have them fully extended. Um, I haven't decided if they should be fur covered or slippery, like, and I don't think they have any suction cups on them or anything. Um, fur, fur tentacles sounds kind of creepy, but Maybe also the same texture as the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of that leathery dog nose thing. I don't know if they'd be cold and wet too. That might be kind of gross. Yeah. I don't know. I'd give it an eight out of 10. All right. All right. I'll take that. A lot faster. Hey, listeners, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. If you have thoughts on dog tentacles or Emily, send me a voicemail or text at 228-363-6737. You can also go over to explorationsearly.com slash playhaven and check out what we're trying to build there. Again, I think it's got like a three and a half, four percent chance of uh of uh, succeeding, but some people said they were looking for someplace off of the social media for some sort of community building. So we're giving them a try at explorationsearlylearning.com slash playhaven if you want to stop by. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. You got to say bye-bye, Emily. Have you have you never listened to the show? Well, I, I get cut off at the last like two minutes because my ride's over. Oh, no, no just say bye-bye because this isn't going to be bye-bye. over until you... Okay, that's good. Um, This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.